Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. We are here on a Chuck Buffalo fight weekend, UFC 293, ladies and gentlemen, Israel Adesanya, Sean Strickland, really a doo-doo poo-poo card, but we are here to talk about all the fights, give you picks, predictions, thoughts, all the information you need to know going into this card. My name is Matt McSweeney, as always, like I said, Hot Take Hotbox. I am joined by Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling today? Are you excited? Um, For what? <laughs> to watch Chuck <laughs> Buffalo fight? I am excited to watch him and Mr. Mike Diamond. Uh, founder of the BC Boys, getting in there. I mean, Justin Toffa, Austin Lane, <clears throat> grudge match. Who could not be excited for that one, right? There's uh, some really bad fights on this, man. Jamie Malarkey against John Macdessy. I forgot he was even around. Landon Quinones, fresh off his uh, you know five-second debacle of a loss to Jason Knight on the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, it's a weird card. Gabriel Moreno, we haven't seen him since Benoit Saint-Denis, had him bouncing all over the cage a year ago. <clears throat> Shane Young, who's just, I mean, dude, the guys opening this card are like, <laughs> it's just going to be a funny fight. Uh, Kevin Jusay and Kiefer Crosby. Your boy, your boy Kiefer. Yeah, Kiefer's the kind of guy, right? Irish, the Irish Usman, I thought you called him, but uh, he, I, um, he, he's opening this card against Kevin Jusay and those guys. I watched them both fight and I'm like, all right, I guess this is what we're doing. I guess this is how we're opening up the 293, but. I mean, yeah, there's some, like, I'm going to keep my eyes on a couple guys, like Holberg, of course, the most handsome fighter in the UFC. DMs are absolutely flooded. Uh, Jack Jenkins, he, he needs to get back in the win column. <clears throat> Honestly, the co-main, I don't think it really matters at all, but I'm really excited to see what happens. Taitoi Vasa has some hair now, so there's that. Um, and then the Manel Ka fight, I think, um, is probably going to be pretty good. I think that, honestly, all in all, the main card to me, like, exciting like there's gonna be good um good fights i guess like good quality but um i don't think there's really much on the line here at all really no nah, we should just get into it why not right uh we got Sean, we got sean strickland and we have israel adesanya it seemed like this was setting up for adesanya and ddp uh, Duplessis, but it's a, you're, you're asking a quick turnaround for a guy who you know was fighting robert whitaker and that fight he he kind of took care, care of business but in order to be ready for a five-round title fight, you're asking him, what, I think it was two months turnaround to get to this? Yeah, and he, had, he fucked his foot up, and then they're upset that he – Dana White said something about, oh, he doesn't want to fight. It's like, no, man, he, he can't. Like, he said, he does this all the time where he just says – That pisses yeah, me Aljamain off. Yeah, Sterling, Aljamain Sterling just doesn't want to fight. Meanwhile, the guy's like, yeah, bro, like, my knees, my back, my – everything's fucked. Like, I need some time, man. We're, we're fucking cage fighters. You know, like, same thing with Volkanovsky, man. Volkanovsky, I think, also – uh, was supposed to be on this, like, that was the, um, before this card was even uh, really, you know, started or anything, uh, Volkanovsky, I think in July, got surgery on his arm. Like, and you wanted to come back in October, uh, I just, I, I think that's a lot to ask for. I mean, there's a reason that there's an antitrust lawsuit going on right now with the UFC and multiple other ones that are going to develop in the future. They just, they're a monopoly. You know, they really don't let you choose when or how to fight you know it's kind of weird but um i guess what are you gonna do until bellator and pfl announce their uh you know their merger which apparently is growing some growing some legs i feel like we're the ones who kind of helped make this deal happen 
<laughs> I could be wrong, but I feel like me and you have been pushing this for a while. So, uh, also, I, I think they're open to the idea of keeping Bellator and PFL separate entities, which would be stupid. But yeah, that's how the that's how those guys operate. So I, I you know, I guess we'll find uh, we'll figure it out. It would be very on brand for them to merge and then keep them separate so that they both lose money separately. And that I mean, would, you know, that would be a great move by whoever is backing PFL because that it seems like they have unlimited money, which kind of makes no sense because I don't know who watches it other than like me and you. I, I, yeah. <laughs> when I talk to people, they don't know who the fuck I'm talking about. They don't know who these guys are. And I mean, even some of my friends who actually get into the whole PFL or like the MMA game and they're just like, wait, there's PFL tonight? I'm like, yeah, it's actually, you know pretty big card on the wednesday night you know you're like oh okay uh wow so, when i uh when i put it onto the bar people are like oh man we got some ufc tonight i'm like nope no we do not no unfortunately we have, we have this <laughs> we don't uh but you can watch Dana, clay collard yeah, fight. yeah you can watch clay collard and oam again they're gonna fight five times in the same card um dana white had a great a great quote he said some uh let me say some some people are charities some people are businesses I have a charity, but I run my, uh, I run the UFC as a business or something like that. Basically, calling Bellator and PFL charities because they just throw money away, which is honestly kind of fair. You know, they throw away money. Look, look at the Shane Burgos uh, debacle. You know, they gave him all that money, and um, you know he's he's washed up. Yeah, but, yeah, he's fighting for his life in the theater in uh, MSG on ESPN on a Wednesday night. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, we already talked about that. Poor Clay Collard's wife's in there crying. It's just, it's a <laughs> the shit show. Cage is not smart. Yeah, it's not you know, smart. Like... Yep. You, you have Randy Couture in there talking about people getting their blocks knocked off, and it's just, <laughs> it's a rough scene. But you got Dan Hardy. Oh my god! Unbelievable! What a shot! You got stuff I like that. I like going Randy on. Couture. I do too. But, Compared to Dan Hardy, um, it's just, uh, you know. <clears throat> yeah. But hey, let's get into it. Minus 650 for Israel Adesanya, to be expected. Minus 750 on FanDuel to a plus 470 for Sean Strickland. Probably the biggest dog Sean Strickland's ever been in his career. And uh, I, I would say rightfully so. I mean, I don't think he's even come close to having odds this lopsided in his entire career. And I don't think anyone, you know, like, I mean, Israel seems like this, this seems like a more commonplace thing for him. But even then, you look at some of these other lines. He was minus 500 against uh, Anderson Silva by the time that fight rolled around. Crazy. Even minus 300, 365 to Rob Wilkinson back in the day. So, I mean, Ooh. this is a big time. I think the I think the line is in uh, like skewed. I don't think it's appropriate for what it should be, but I think it just comes down to the fact that everybody knows Sean Strickland is a fucking moron. And yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. Like, if he were to come in here, maybe fight smart and mix in some wrestling or something like that, then you could probably argue maybe this will be a good fight or a close fight. But, Ty, I got to say, I think this is one of the easier picks I've ever made. Uh, and I, I may maybe this goes down, like, the wrong way. But I saw the, the TKO number when I looked at it earlier today was plus 115. I don't know if it's still there or what, what it is now. But, I mean... Tell me I'm wrong. Try to convince me otherwise because a plus 115 on FanDuel, uh, TKO, I could see a points. Make no mistake. I could definitely see it being like a boring sort of fight. But Sean Strickland, I don't really think, presents a lot of power coming back his way, really. So I don't know where the threat is going to come from for Israel, where he's really going to be worried. And, and if Strickland walks into the danger zone sort of like he did against Pereira, he's going to go to sleep as well, I, th I, I think. I, I just don't really see... 
how this fight doesn't end via TKO. Yeah, I mean, he's smaller. <clears throat> he's, uh, I think, given up four inches of reach. Um, I think he's just, what, a couple years older, so they're pretty much the same age. Um, I guess he has more output than Izzy, but he lands at a less uh, less accurate clip. Uh, he absorbs many more shots. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think he has good, they both have good takedown defense, but are they going to really go for it? I don't really think Sean Strickland's going to go for it. I mean, I would like to see him do it. Um, I can see him get submitted, if that's the case then, to be honest. Wow, really? Yeah, not, uh, like, I'm Mr. not predicting Mr. that. Mr. Ad- but- Mr. Adesanya, again, his first submission. Didn't he say something? Uh, <clears throat> I thought I heard him. I, I haven't watched any of the embedded, um, if they even have one. I haven't watched. I thought I saw something about him saying uh, something about getting his first submission. I could be wrong. But he got to take down against uh, Imavov. He got to take down against Kananir. He got four against Uriah Hall, one against Brennan Allen. So... It seems like he's pretty three against Court McGee back in the day. It seems like he's kind of capable. Uh, he only had he only got taken down twice against Usman, but he did get dropped, uh, which in a fight that me and you think didn't actually happen. They just that's, made it up. That's fake. That was an AI generation <laughs> fight. Yeah, that didn't happen. Um, I think you know is Strickland naturally bigger, maybe, but I don't know, especially with Izzy's uh, you know PD uh, rumor claims that may or may not be true. Um, it seems like a lot of discourse about this fight is centering around Izzy and his dog. And, um, yeah. that's, that's you know, crazy. I don't, I, I mean, there's not really anything to say about that topic. I mean, it's, it's absolutely, you know, inhumane and disgusting, but, uh, again, I don't want to go too deep into it because it's look it up you know, guys repulsive. But, um, it also, did you see Izzy's tweets the other day? Like he was just tweeting through it, man. He was tweeting, through it. He well, it's like, it's crazy video. that you don't say shit during the press conference. That's what somebody said. Like, I, like MMA guru's been going after him. I saw that. Like, I don't really, like, <laughs> know guru. him or follow him, but, like, I just see Oh, he's him. great. Yeah, like, I've seen him just attacking him on Twitter all the time. And it was like, he's right, though. He's like, that guy didn't, was, like, coward during the press conference. And then when he got home, he th- thought of all this funny shit to say. So he started tweeting it all. <laughs> like, tweeting, tweeting a video of a dog, uh, him calling to his dog, and his dog coming over to him, rolling over to get pet on his stomach, and then peeing everywhere, and then he he captions a video making this bitch come. It's like, okay, bro. Uh, uh, you know, anyway, um, I think strictly, not to, you know, no pun intended, I think strictly speaking here, uh, it's, this fight probably, unless Strickland really makes it, um, unless he really just gets in his face, that's what he's going to have to do, but unless he does... I, I, I'm kind of apprehensive in thinking he will do that. I don't know why. I'm just, you know, he's an output machine. He, you know, he doesn't cut off the cage. He kind of just walks straight back, walks straight, fo- um, walks straight forward and walks straight back. Doesn't cut off any uh, angles. And he has, like, good defense in the sense of he doesn't get hit. But, like, obviously we saw the video of Dan Hardy uh, looking at his striking defense. And it's just, you know, it's, it's a mess. But he gets away with it because I think he, I think he's pretty smart which is funny because he's also kind of dumb. But, you know, he, he just is able to really get out of the way. He doesn't put himself in the much at all. I mean, you know, he absorbs strikes, but he's, in, he's been in a lot of fights where, you know, 25 uh, or 15 minutes. So it's obviously kind of easy to accumulate damage. Uh, it's not even really damage. He doesn't get beat up that much, r- really. Um, you know, other than the Pereira knockout, I don't really remember. Oh, I guess uh, the spinning wheel kick. Who the fuck was it? Um, Zaleski, Mr. Zaleski. What um, was that? That was in 2018, I believe, at Wel- Welterweight. Um, 
Yeah. Which is crazy. Zaleski, Zaleski knocked out Strickland, who's now at 185, you know, and he also knocked, uh, beat our boy Benoit, who was at, who was at 155. So, um, maybe they should have made that fight with our boy Benoit. But either way, uh, I think Strickland has some, you know, he has a very awkward style, a very weird style, sometimes kind of boring, but he kind of just, you know, he's very heavy on the front foot. Uh, he has a good jab. He has good MMA boxing. I don't want to say he's good boxing, but he has good MMA boxing. Um, I just think there's there's going to be so many opportunities where there's going to be clean shots uh, that land on him that don't maybe usually land when he's fighting Jared Cannonier, Jack Hermanson, Christoph Jocko. Like, I think Izzy's going to get in. I think Izzy could get inside on him, land some knees, and then maybe on a break from a clinch or a break from a, you know, when they're in close and they kind of separate, he hits them with like a head kick or something. I think this could be a real um, exciting knockout for Izzy. But I could also see it going 25. So I think. Um, I think maybe I'm going to have you convince me of what to do here. I just think, listen, I, the thing about that I'm not going to sit here and scream at the wall. Like, I, this is an easy pick for me but just because I think this is what's going to happen. But I am not going to sit here and say this is 100 Like, I don't feel, like, 100% confident in this due to the fact that Israel Adesanya cannot be trusted, especially in these big main events. You don't know, like, you would have never thought that he was going to put Pereira out like that last time. And before the he before these last two Pereira fights, he has been in some snoozers, and we've talked about it. Cannoneer, yeah. Whitaker, Vittori, you know, there's some of them more exciting than others, but for the most part, all snooze fest. And you just you know, even though he has the easiest path, if you go through the these names though, Pereira, Cannoneer, Whitaker, you know, I mean maybe Vittori, but uh, Vittori has a chin. And he has more of a wrestling sort of uh, threat. I don't think Strickland presents that even close to that amount of threat that he that you know that Vittori would. Even they they're friends, right? They train together or something like that. But I believe so. Yeah, I feel like uh, Sean Strickland trains with everybody. Like he'll lose the guy when he starts training. It seems like I think that I think that happened with uh, Pereira, Cannonier, and Jack Kermanson. I could be wrong. Um, I'm not too sure, honestly, but. Um. Yeah, just to kind of put a bow on it on my end, I, I just think Izzy has him covered everywhere. I think he's better at distance. I think he's better up close. I think honestly, if Izzy wants to wrestle and take him down, I feel like he could. I think he would take him by surprise, and I feel like he might be able to do that. But honestly, man, he's just, you know using his jab, using his feints, using using his just kickboxing style. Even if he's boring for the first round or two, um, I don't know, man. Strickland's talking about he's he, he's going to come after him, and he's not going to be scared. I think talk is cheap, though. I've seen. Uh, which fight was it that was really shitty? The Hermanson With, um, fight was horrible for him. For him. Yes. He, yeah, he yeah, fought yeah, like yeah. a, like, I don't want to say a coward, but you could tell, like, the, the moment. That's, was that his first sort of main event? I mean, no, he, he, the Uriah Hall fight was bad, too. Like, both main events that he was in, he kind of seemed like the pressure had gotten to him, if yeah. I remember correctly. And then the, the Pereira fight, obviously, he just kind of stood there like a zombie. The Cannoneer fight, I thought he might have won. It was very close. And Imovov, um, he looked great in. So that, that's, uh, you know, he's kind of bounced back. But, you know, your two wins to be Imovov and Magomedov, you know, Abus. Shout out to Abus. But uh, for you to have those two and then you're getting in there against Israel Adesanya, which is, you know, top top two best middleweights of all time. I, I don't know if that's really a recipe for success, especially given the fact that he likes to stand, he likes to fight, he likes to throw hands, he doesn't really like... It's just this seems like just the perfect recipe for a highlight reel knockout, and I agree. Hurts him bad, 
Kind of similar to the Pereira one, but I mean, maybe it's a kick. Yeah, I uh, I think he's going to do really well with straight shots. We'll talk about uh, something like that in the co-main also, but I think he's going to do really well up the middle. Um, I feel like he doesn't throw any like he doesn't throw as many knees as I would like. Uh, Adesanya, I could I could be wrong, but uh, you know, straight right jab, deep kicks, front kicks up the middle, um, and then he's just going to evade. He's just going to you know move. Cut off angles, move in circles, and Strickland's just going to move forward and move back in a straight, straight line. And uh, like Dan Hardy kind of addressed, you know, with the issues in Strickland's striking defense, I think that's going to get him hurt. And it got him hurt against Pereira. Uh, obviously, it's not going to happen to every fight, and he's had some pretty good matchups. Not good matchups, but uh, favorable matchups when it comes to, you know, um, guys that can really put you out. <clears throat> Adesanya can put you out, man, for sure. I mean, <laughs> ask Alex Pereira about that. So, yeah. Um, and that was when he was backed up against the cage in a fight up until that point where I thought Alex was doing really well, especially in that round. Like, that's why I, you know, I want him to just be patient, throw kicks, try to go to Adesanya's body, throw jabs. But either way, I think uh, Izzy is dangerous everywhere. And I think this is probably going to – I don't think this is going to really you know, take him to the next level in the middleweight discussion, but I think this is going to help his claim at being um, – the best middleweight ever. It's going to be hard, obviously, and it's funny because he did beat Mr. Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva's prime was, you know, uh, a bit... Obviously, it was awesome, but, you know, was he on roids? Was it's he murky. Not? Yeah, it, it, yes. it got marked up a little bit. Um, and then he obviously had that fight with Chael Sonnen, and then he was losing, and then pulled off a miracle. But I, I'll say this about Izzy, man. He's, you know, as soon as he's gotten to the UFC, he's stepped on this big stage. He's put on performance. His first fight was against Ron Wilkinson, performance of the night. Brad Tavares, performance of the night. Derek Brunson, performance of the night. Anderson Silva was fight of the night. Same with Gaslam, fight of the night. And that's how he, I think he won the belt over Gaslam. And that was in 20, 2019. Like, uh, I think it, it, there's something to be said about the preparation the that activity. Uh, Adesanya has. The activity, the preparation, the mental fortitude. You know, there's so many people that hate him. There's so many reasons that people don't like him. I think he's extremely, extremely corny. I think he's annoying. I think he's kind of a kind of a bad guy. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I can't help but admire him staying at the top for as long as he stayed at the top. I mean, dude, look at the champions we have this year compared to last year. And then let's compare that to next year. Like, it changes so much. And Izzy is just, you know, he doesn't miss weight. He doesn't really get injured. Uh, he fights through injuries. Um, he fights whoever there is to fight. You know, it's not his fault. The middleweight division's not good. Not good. Um, so he's taken on many, many different challenges. He moved up to fight Jan Blachowicz. Yeah, he lost, but honestly, that fight was close. Um, he fought Alex Pereira after getting knocked the fuck out. C- comes back and knocks him out. Like, uh, so I think there's just. I think Izzy is just a champion personified. I think that's what he is. I don't like him, but. I think there is a. I have a, so much respect for him, especially coming over from kickboxing and having like such awesome takedown defense. You know, what I mean, like his game is very well rounded, um, and he's not getting any younger. So um, I got to respect him. He, I think, he fought three times last year, twice in twenty twenty one. So uh, this is his first fight of twenty twenty three, I believe, but um, maybe not his last. I, I don't. You know, again, middleweight division is kind of murky, but. Anyway, I'll sum it up. I will take Izzy by, um, I want to say maybe a third, third round knockout. I think he's going to chip him, chip away. And I mean, if Strickland comes at him like hell on wheels to, to start the fight, I mean, maybe it ends early. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know if he's really going to do that. I think Strickland's going to just kind of chill at range. 
I will say I agree with you in the sense that, uh, like, I've always said this, if I could separate Israel the person or the persona outside the cage from his actual in-cage, like, work and all of his, like, fighter sort of attributes, I would love the fighter. I just th- – yeah. the, the cringy shit that he does outside the cage, I can't stand. And it's kind of similar to Henry Cejudo in a lot of senses because I've always yes. – like, I loved Henry Cejudo, the fighter – because I just love how he's willing to go through the fire. Same thing with Adesanya. Like, after that Gasolum fight, I don't know how you couldn't love that guy and just love how he persevered through it, especially, like, even after the Pereira stuff. But then, you know, then he starts talking after the fight, and you're like, oh, well, that's right. I remember why I don't like yep. this guy. The whole John Jones thing, remember that was a yeah, big thing? Yeah, there's just... I guess they squashed that, but still. And now know. there's stuff with the dog, you know, which <laughs> that that goes... Like, <laughs> when I just scrolled through that a little bit, I was like, I don't even... Like, I don't need to yeah. know anything about this. I, I yeah. saw him feeding his dog from his mouth. Baby, uh, like, baby spit, uh, yeah, what's it called? Baby birding food into baby his bird, dog's yeah. mouth. That's insane. That insane. But... <laughs> Whatever, man. And he's talking about fucking his dog on the Breakfast Club. I'm like, yeah, that's good. Listen, enough's enough. You know, I don't. I try to check out of that stuff. Uh, you know, these fighters, they're a little bit bizarre. They're a little wild. But at the end of the day, I'm going out of sight. Yeah, TKO. Are. Plus one fifteen. Yeah, I'm with you. I love it. So we keep it moving. We spent. I can't believe we. We. I, I thought that was going to be a quick one, but we just. Anytime we get to talk about Israel's, uh, you know. <laughs> fight fight ability and then his dogs it's always a good conversation but how about ty bam bam he's getting back in there dude against alexander volkov drago 36 and 10 the guy's fought a, fucking fought a million times man yeah. uh tui Voss is a big underdog well i guess you know not huge but a big enough where he is a plus 210 200 underdog to volkov's minus 250 i think it's going to be a pretty uh, obvious, if Tuivasa wins this fight, he's got to put him out, right? And uh, Volkov's going to stay on the outside, fire that jab up the middle, fire those straight rights, and fire those kicks from distance. Uh, can Tuivasa get inside? And uh, what's your pick here, I guess? Um, yeah, I think he's, you know, he's going to get inside. I think the good thing for Tuivasa, he's fighting a guy who's pretty slow. Volkov is pretty slow. I know he's 6'7", uh, and Tuivasa's like, what? Five, is he six foot? Yeah, I think Let's he's 6'2". Okay, totally compared than I to six honestly. seven, I believe. Yeah, so he's going to have a yeah a nice a nice uh, advantage there, a uh, five inch reach advantage. I think Toivas is a southpaw. Uh, Vol- Volkov's, uh, I think, orthodox. Um, Toivas, I'll say for having like a little gut, a little belly, like he's not the most in shape, but he's very athletic. I think, kind of sneaky athletic for uh, for a bigger guy. Um, he's the only fighter to ever drop on. He's got good kicks. Um, very, very strong low kicks. He, he pretty much fires them hard. Uh, the problem is I, his striking defense isn't great. Uh, I think his offense is, is kind of one-dimensional, you know. I don't think he um, – I don't think he – I think his cardio is fine. Um, I think he's definitely easy to – you know, if you want to control him on the ground, it's it, – it'll be cur- – if Volkov grapples, wrestles, or gets him down at all, he's going to look like he's minus 850 here. Um, I, seriously, I think, you know – he only has, I think Volkov only has three subs in his career. Um, what was the last one? Does he have one in the UFC? I thought he might have, but he does not. No, his last one was against Dennis Smolderev. Triangle. He has a couple triangles and a rear naked. Lago Ivanov. Rear naked choked him a while ago in Bellator. Didn't even know that was a thing. Um, 
Yeah, I think he knocks him out, though. I think Volkov is just going to hit him with like a teep kick right in the gut, right in the belly, and that's going to hurt Tony Voss. I mean, he's so big and long and um, has a lot of power. I mean, what's he have? 24 knockouts in his career to two knockout losses. Tony Voss, I think, has like 15 knockouts. Like, this is a very, um, like, this fight's not going to go the distance or even two or three rounds much, if at all. I think it's going to go well under. I would have one and a half. If two and a half is decent number, I would play, which I highly doubt it is. Um, I can't find it, so that's good. What are you looking for? The over under. Over under. Over two and a half is plus two hundred. My under two and a half is minus two seventy eight. Uh, wow, under, under one, one and a half, half minus one twenty. Yeah, I I like the under one and a half here. I I'm gonna go with by TKO, or I guess maybe just inside the distance. I really don't want him to get a sub for the first time in 27,000 years, but I feel like he can definitely do it. Um, his inside the distance is pretty much the same as his TKO. There's really not much of a change. So I, yeah, I guess I'll just... With you. Yeah, I think I'll just do that then. Um, I'll just take him inside the distance. Fuck it. Um, Minus 115. I yeah, I think he's just going to smoke him. Um, I mean, so if also can hurt people, man, and he also, you know, if he gets inside on you, it will be kind of hard, but I, I look at some moments in Toivasa's career that really, uh, you know, he got he got rocked by Greg Hardy before Greg Hardy came in like a yeah. madman. He could have had uh, Toivasa could could have been knocked out by him. Um, and before that, I mean, he's had he's had some layup fights. Uh, Harry Hunsucker, Stefan Struve. Uh, I wouldn't say Derek Lewis was a layup fight, but even that fight was kind of um, a little shaky too. Derek Lewis got two takedowns. Um, uh, the Sakai fight was kind of close until the knockout. So, uh, I mean, he's he's fighting another Russian after almost a year off. I don't think he took any. He took what two or three months after the Cyril Gan beatdown yeah. to fight Sergey Pavlovich. That was just a bad, a bad decision. But he's taking some time off now. Maybe he's recovered from all that. But uh, I mean, they're both going to push the heavyweight limit at like two sixty five. I just favor Volkov. I think he's bigger, stronger. I don't think he's quicker or more athletic, but um, I just think he's better pretty much everywhere. I mean, maybe Bam Bam gets a, a nice knockout. That would be kind of cool, do a shoey, but uh, I think he's kind of fucked in this situation. Uh, I really want to take a decision bet on this because I just feel like somehow, some way or another, that this is like con- – he, you know, Ovolkov wins like a point fest where he's leg kicking him and Tuivasa gets close or whatnot, but I think I'm going to stay away from this just in general, but – I lean more with you because I just, I just don't trust that Tui Vasa doesn't do this in front of his home crowd, and I'm sitting there all pissed off while, like you said, he's doing shoeies with Steve. Will do it in the front row, and you're like, you're like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Like Volkov was two minutes away from winning that fight, and Tui Vasa has him looking like a lawn chair in the middle of the octagon now. So, I, I it mainly comes down to two. I don't like you said. I don't trust Volkov. He is slow, man. Like yeah. big time slow, and. Beating Romanov and Rosenstruck doesn't do much. Neither of these guys, I don't know what version of them is going to show up. So I am 100% going to stay away from this. But uh, I think it's a, I think it's going to be an exciting fight. Uh, it's kind of Whenever the big guys get in there and it's not uh, Harry Hunsucker, it's a good night. But <laughs> Manel Kopp. How about Manel Kopp, man? The star of the press conference the other day. I mean, this guy, you would have thought he was on crack. He was ready to go from the very jump. Throwing water. I, I like the instant throw of a water bottle at... Uh, <laughs> Kai Car France. I said, yeah. "You want some, motherfucker? Fine, Come here, motherfucker!" So he's he, like, <laughs> the new Canelo, Manel, uh, Manel, Canelo, cop. Manelo, Manelo. Who did I tell you? 
Who did I tell you he sounded like Canelo and somebody else? Hold on, it was a, <laughs> a combo of Canelo and Pacquiao. Oh my god, <laughs> that's right. Uh, he's fighting Felipe Dos Santos. He was supposed to fight, like we said, Kai Car France. He pulled out after all that shit that they've talked about DDP, which we're not going to get into that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Felipe is making his UFC debut. He's only what seven and zero. He just fought yeah. in November, so it's basically been a year since he fought a Hugo Paiva uh, in LFA. Not to be confused with Holly and Paiva. Yeah, he's not the same guy, but I guess Ty... I think he's supposed to be on the Contender Series this a uh, couple weeks ago against um, Luciano Pereira and also Edgar Chavez, who lost to Tatsuro Tyra. So Manel yeah, Kopp doesn't exactly up. have the most you know illustrious UFC career either, okay? Like, he's lost some no, really no. close ones. He has won some way. close ones. He's finished some guys. You know, he like you said, he has come a long way. He's had he doesn't really he's not scared to fight pretty much anyone. I mean, he's fought Horiguchi and fucking Ryzen. You know, it's yeah. I mean, he used to fight the guys over there. Uh, he also had shoes on, and then when he had to come over to the UFC, he had to make a nice adjustment fighting. I mean, making making your UFC debut against Alexander Pantoja and then fight Mateus Nicolas. <laughs> Not an easy ask, you know. And then he kind of got some easy. Uh, Ode Osborne, Zalgus took care of them in the first round. And then that David Dvorak fight was—I I bet on David Dvorak. That was really impressive, man. He—he he pretty much he had to finish him. Dvorak if Dvorak wasn't like running backwards the entire fight. Yeah, too. like he. <laughs> yeah, he knew what was happening. And honestly, what impressed me the most about that fight was Cop's uh, grappling. Like his sort of jujitsu, yeah. and, and he subbed them. Yeah, a like times. he was very active. From uh, I think he either got taken down, he might have gotten taken down, or he ended up on. I forget how it was, but he he was he was threatening some serious submissions. I think a triangle at one point. I was like, oh my god, bro! Like this guy's throwing up some serious shit. But uh, cops a minus four hundred favorite four ten to Felipe's plus three ten. Uh, I guess if we're gonna bet anything here, inside the distance is minus one seventy five. That's probably a little. Too much, and yeah. cops inside. Or, cops TKO is minus one ten. So I guess I'll ask you. I, I kind of like the TKO. I'm thinking about betting that. I have, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna bet. Um, man, I think under two and a half at minus one eighty five is. I think that's really solid. I'm gonna go minus um, one eighty five. I'm sorry, minus uh, under one and a half rounds at plus one ten. Okay. Um, I you know I don't want to. Act like this guy doesn't have any chance, Mr. DeSantos, because he trains with Diego Lima, uh, Charles Oliveira, uh, Elvis Brenner, all them boys at Shoot the Box Lima. So he has that that blonde hair power, right? You see a guy, you see a guy on the other side of you with blonde hair. You're like, oh, fuck, it's going to take a lot to kill him. He, he's got a good doctor, so you know he's got that Muay Thai forward pressure, straight punches, straight kicks, clinch knees, spinning knees, uh, head kicks, low kicks, mid kicks. Um, flying knees, uh, non-flying knees, li- literally, you know, the whole arsenal of, of strikes, except obviously like all the other guys, striking defense isn't there. Uh, he kind of just comes at you chin high, ready to get hit. He actually has less finishes than I thought. Like I saw, you know, seven and oh, I know he's only 22. I don't know what his nickname means. Lipe de Tona, de Tonya. Sounds, sounds cool. Sounds like detonation or something. Um, but he only has... Five, five and seven wins are my finish. I, I say only. Um, but his one, his last two fights have went the distance when he's finally made a step up. And I don't even know how good those guys are. He fought in LFA, and that was a, a unanimous decision. I think that was the, um, who uh, I was going to say, yeah, 
Oh, Carlos Prates was on that card. Also, our boy from uh, the Contender Series who just you know, beat the shit out of our other boy, Mitch Ramirez, uh, which was kind of kind of sad. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this guy's good, but like, I just there's not much out there on him, which could be bad news for Cop. But I don't think Cop cares, man. I think he's. I think this is not a layup, but I think this is a nice, you know, late replacement guy. I think he's low output now, Cop. That's the only thing I don't like about him, but. He really looks for that kill shot. And, uh, you know, he's got good Thai boxing, too. I think he was over in Thailand for a while. I'm not sure what part of his career he might still be over there, honestly. Um, he trains at Extreme Couture, um, throws heavy shots, got good timing, good speed, picks his spots. Um, I think he's, I, th- I think he's, he should have him covered here. I think maybe, you know, he gets out to the second round. Uh, this Dos Santos guy, I just don't think this Dos Santos kid is, uh, is ready for what Manel Cobb's about to bring to him. So, especially Manel Cobb's fired up. You know, you're giving him some motivation. That's not good. I think, uh, like you kind of just labeled though, it, the fact that this guy comes forward and he fights like those guys, those, that Charles Oliveira sort of, you know, like shoot the box where I'm just coming into your face and I'm just going to fucking throw knees, throw straight shots. Coming right in your face. Coming right on your face. And a cop's going to dip that, all right? He's going to let the cop fly over his shoulder, and he's going to throw a right hand right on your face. Uh, yeah. n- no cum related, and he's just going to take None. care of business. <laughs> but, nah, I, I think this is a perfect setup for If Manel Cop's ever going to knock anyone out, I think it's going to be this fight. And maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we're underestimating this guy. But I don't like really like the bet guys who are making their UFC debut. But if you're, like... It's a real bad sort of setup for this kid to be walking into a uh, Manel Cop fight for a guy who's fought yeah. five times in the UFC, you know, and had, like he has been training this entire year because he's had fights scheduled throughout the entire year, you know. Had one in March bad that luck, got canceled. Sure. Had one in July that got canceled. Had one against Kai Car France that got canceled. So, you know, and unfortunately, even if he wins this fight, it's not going to really do much for him in the title picture, but. That's not his fault. He's he's trying to get again. I mean, he's trying to fight Figueredo. He's trying to fight everybody. So you got to respect it. So cop TKO. Seven canceled fights in his UFC career to five actual fights from an L. Insane. Just letting you know. Cop minus one fifteen. I'm sorry, one ten TKO. That's what I'm going with. Ooh, okay. I'm going to stick with my under. Under one and a half plus one fifteen for tie. So I like that pick. Watch this fight go the distance. I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking about cop like uh, first round win, but I just don't know enough. But like you said, yeah. he's not active enough, so I don't know if this guy, Dos Santos, kind of tries to wade his way into the battle a little bit. It might be a little yeah. bit. Yeah, uh, both of his uh, kind of recent first-round finishes over Ode Osborne and Zalgas, I have 10 wives, Zumagulov, both came at the very like the last minute of the first round, so I think that's a safe play uh, on your part. But also, you never know. This, you know, Mr. Shutabox could just come out here, fly at him, and get fucking killed. So it's going to be exciting. I think um, if, if not for anything else, the main card will be exciting. It's a lot of big boys. And then it's these small guys kind of sandwiched in between. So yep. should be fun. Justin Taffa, Austin Lane. I believe we were running this fight a little bit ago, weren't we? Uh, or was it? Yeah, yeah it was Justin. He was supposed poke. to fight Junior, and that got canceled. So then he fight Justin Taffa, and I thought Justin brother. Taffa's eye was going to fall out that day. That that was. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That was horrific, man. That was one of the worst eye pokes I've seen. Where I was like, wow. I believe I had Austin Lane that day. Uh, I didn't take oh, it man. on on here, but I took it in that fight. I. I don't know if I'm going to have the sack to take it again, though, Ty. I got to be honest. Uh, that is um, – that. what do we have odds-wise here? We have minus one – I'm sorry, minus 200, 220 for Justin Taffa to Austin Lane's plus 170, 165. It being in Australia is a little bit different here. 
Uh, I mean, the last time I was in Jacksonville, which is uh, Austin Lane's, um, not his hometown, but it's where he has been residing. And yeah, now it's he in he just, said that during the press office. conference. I was like, who cares? But I believe the reason that I took it, took this the last time is because of the size advantage that Austin Lane has over yeah. Justin Toffa, which is a six-inch reach and a six-inch height advantage. So, I mean, I, I, I almost want to uh, stay away from this again. Yeah, the OVC Defensive Player of the Year in 2009, Austin Lane, uh, coming out of Murray State, fifth-round pick by the Jaguars. Um, I don't know if he played much. I mean, it's, you know, running a 4-5 in the, in the early 2000s at 6'6", 276, that's crazy. That's something we see nowadays. We're like, wow, what a fucking physical freak. Imagine seeing that, you know, back in 2009, right, or 2010. Um, also, 25 bench press, 24 bench press reps, 35 inches on the vertical jump. This is an elite athlete. I know he's 35, but he is a, uh, a like I said, an elite athlete. Uh, played for the Jags, Chiefs, Lions, Bears. They all got rid of him. So I think he made his day. He switched to MMA fairly quickly after that, which I honestly wish more uh, football players did that were like, you know, decent college players or fifth, sixth, seventh round draftees. And, you know, football is going to give you a lot of concussions. Not that MMA isn't. Uh, I feel like football might be worse, funny enough. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I kind of, you know, I kind of respect him. I feel like, you know, he started his career off. He was 4-0 and then he fought Greg Hardy in the contender series, got knocked out. Uh, and then bad. he lost his next fight. Yeah, very he was bad. He got knocked out. <laughs> but then he uh, got knocked out in his next fight after that. And, it, you know, very easy for guys to just quit. Uh, he won a couple fights, then he got knocked out again. But ever since then, he's been on a, what, six-fight winning streak before the no contest. Uh, knocked out Juan Adams uh, in Fury FC. Won the championship over there. Uh, he was the Warfare champion also. Warfare FC, whatever that is. So um, he's made improvements, right? But And I think the Juan Adams fight went to the fourth round, which is kind of crazy. I don't even know how that happened. But, uh, I, you know, I, I don't think he uh, I don't think he has anything. He's been knocked out multiple times. Tafa hits hard, man. He's got elite power, good striking. The, good, the thing is, Tafa doesn't know what he's doing on his back. Right, that's how he's lost his fights before. That's what Austin Lane's going to have to do. I don't know. I, I know he's strong and has that football um, background and mentality and whatnot. So maybe he can just wrestle him and use his brute strength. But Toff is like two sixty, two sixty five, um, and Toff has never been taken down in the UFC. I see. So I don't think Austin Lane's going to be able to do it. Austin Lane outstruck him the first fight three to nothing. So uh, you know maybe he's got the momentum. But I got Toff to knock him out. I don't have anything in the fight because it's very uh, sloppy. I'll say. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I'm I'm gonna stay away from it as well, but I would, I I would probably think about taking that Austin Lane money line just because of the values there. But it's not really a smart. I don't like. I would stay away from this if I were anybody outside of the gambling circle. Don't just don't just bet this just to bet it. Unless yeah. you're watching it, then fire something down. But how about Tyson Pedro? And then we get in there with Anton Turkali. The pleasure man. You're going to taste the pleasure man is what he said to Tyson Pedro at the uh, – Tyson Pedro was like, what the fuck, bro? He's like, <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about, dude? I'm not going to taste nothing, bro. Like, I don't want to taste the ple- – he's like, well, I'm going to try and knock him out because I don't want to taste the pleasure man. The pleasure man just sitting there like, yeah. But it was a little weird. But um, That is weird. Tyson Pedro is coming off of a loss to uh, Bukaki, which was not – that's not a good luck. And that was in what, February? Again, yeah, uh, apparently he – uh, he was sick leading uh, up to that fight. There's always uh, yeah. something. But, uh, always something, right? He he was he's recently uh, in the last what year or so. 
He started like getting more active after he sat out what four years after he lost to Shogun in twenty eighteen, which you know now I'm like I can't yeah. believe he lost to Shogun, but I guess in twenty eighteen that wasn't as bad of a loss then as it is now. Yeah. He's fought all nine of his fight or what? He's fought nine of his professional fights in the UFC. So I mean, you'd have to go back to twenty sixteen when he was fighting in Australian FC before you saw, you know, like his regional. The rest of that he's fighting Khalil Roundtree and winning and Paul Paul Craig and guys like that. Oh, the Paul Craig knockout age well, right? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I I say all that to say basically, I'm taking Pedro because I think the the pleasure man stinks. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't think he's good at all. I think you know, Vitor Petrino in another fight knocks him the fuck out. You know, uh, the Jelton Almeida fight. Obviously, there's nothing you could do there. But um, uh, yeah, I, I think we've pretty much seen what we've seen from Mister Turkali. I know he's young, but I don't know, man. He's got some good size, I guess, but uh, he's just not – he's not athletic, and he's a punching bag, really, is what he is. Um, always rallies kind of when, when guys slow down. He, he it's, it's funny. He kind of reminds me of a bigger Reese McKee, you know, like not really good, but if, if you hang around too long and you wear down and you give him just an inch, he'll take, he'll take a mile. Like Reese McKee almost finished on loose after getting smoked the first couple rounds, so – yeah, I think um, I think Turkali can do some good things. Like I think he got five takedowns against Petrino, um, eleven in the Contender Series fight against uh, Asasio, uh, Acasio dos Santos. Um, Tyson Pedro usually only has like one round in him, um, usually, but he's much more skilled, more experienced, quicker, more power, better striker. You know, um, I, I don't know what else there really is to say. I mean, his striking defense or his takedown defense isn't great. But his striking defense is pretty pretty solid. Um, he actually goes for takedowns himself once in a while. I think he got two against Bukaskis when they fought, which was kind of surprising. He also got two against Roundtree um, before he got dropped. Uh, club, uh, no, he actually he actually subbed him after getting dropped. Forgot about that. Uh, so yeah, as long as Pedro is you know not dying or as long as he's 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 focused because he needs a win. You know, coming off yeah. of uh, I mean his last win was Harry Hunsucker in August of 2022. Before that was Hurricane Ike, like. You need something to really, you know, get people involved and, and interested, I should say. And I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to knock out Sarkali in the first round. I think, you know, it could get really, really sketchy after that. Uh, but maybe it doesn't. Honestly, I, I like like you said, I think Sarkali's a bum. I think he's a punching bag, and I don't think he's good. You know, if, if the only way you can win fights is to rally when other guys kind of get tired from punching you, like... You know, that's not I'm somebody not I want to put my money man. on. Yeah. yeah. So I think it was a pick'em last I remember. It looks like it still is. Money's coming in on Turkali. The last time I've seen a pick'em with money coming in on a guy, I bet on that guy. He's lost. So I'm going to go with Tyson Pedro money line. I'm going to fade the public. Looks like money's coming in on the pleasure man. I'm not, I'm good. I'm good on that. So give me Tyson Pedro money line. I think he gets it done inside the distance, but you know, if it's a weird clinch fest or if there's like a lot of time that kind of gets wasted and then he dominates whatever portion of the fights on the feet i can see that too for sure that's that's what worries me but i am going to take it inside the distance he has three knockouts two subs on his uh winning list for the ufc so i'm going to count on one of them happening uh in front of his home people the crowd will be going nuts they'll all be behind Actually, what him. is that what number is that he has uh, no i got it at plus 175 so I'm, I'm, I'm with you. All right. See, that, that's kind of what changed me where I was like, if no he's going to, yeah, he, he's going to, if he's, lo- if it goes to decision, he's probably going to lose and it's going to be like, a, like yeah. you said, a snooze. How many times? Okay. Okay. Let's, let's look at Tyson Pedro. How many times has he went to the second round 
One, two, three. And he's lost all of them. Bukowskis, Shogun, and Latifi. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% with you. I think that's a pretty decent number. Like, if, you, if you're somebody that doesn't think Tercali is good at all like us, I don't know how you're not smashing plus 175. I mean, Pedro is so much quick. I don't know. I think he's going to put him out. That, that's what I think, too. And I think it's going to be get the crowd going big time. So, yeah, give me, give me Tyson Pedro. That's the, uh, that's the main card. we got to keep it moving to the prelims now. We have preliminary. Your boy, the most handsome man in the UFC, Carlos Olberg, getting in there against Da Eun Jung. This is a big step up in competition, I would say. I, I know yeah. people would be like, oh, it's Da Eun Jung. He lost two in a row. But I thought Da Eun Jung won the Devin Clark fight. I, I, I think. Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, he was. He, I mean, the problem was he fucked himself over trying to, like, that's you know, right. There was only one, one path of victory for Devin Clark, and he let him have it. He so, kept trying to wrestle with him, right? Like, that's what, stupid, I, if I remember correctly. Stupid. Yeah. That's the only thing, not the only thing, but that's my main concern with Da Eun Jung is just his fight IQ is pretty low, honestly. Um, uh, I think this is a decent matchup for him because they're both counterpunchers, right? And they both have power. So I kind of think that might favor Da Eun Jung more than it. Uh, more than line indicates, but um, did, did didn't um, didn't I'm trying to remember? Didn't Don, Don kind of go through hell against Kennedy? It looks like on the on the stats, uh, not did not really. Okay, maybe I mean, he didn't. He, okay, he was like he. he okay, I mean, uh, he did until he went to sleep. But like, I, I'm I guess. thinking of I'm thinking of when Alberg uh, fought him and lost, but he yes. he hit him with a head kick, a nasty head kick, yes. and then. He pretty much blew his load against him, and then Kennedy beat him. Okay, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um, and then he bounced back against Fabio Chiron. Couldn't finish him, which was weird. But I guess kind of the the guys that Allberg has fought before, it looks like none of them want to engage in wrestling. And I think Da Eung Jung, I mean, you know, he got eight takedowns against William Knight. He even got one against Devin Clark. So I feel like he's more uh, more of a wrestler, more of a grappler. And that's probably the way he wins this fight. I guess he could knock out Allberg. Honestly, I, you know. Like you said, this is a big step up for Olberg going from, you know, <laughs> I mean, let's you know, Fabio Chiron, Tafan and Chukwi, Mr. Nick, Ihor Potier, and now Donald Jung. It's a big step up for sure, but, you know, I think, his, I mean, man, he lands eight, uh, a little bit north of eight significant strikes per minute. Per minute. That's fucking beautiful. That's, you, you know, you just love to see it. Um, and even in that Kennedy fight, 146 strikes landed before he got knocked down in the middle of the second. That's crazy. You know, like, yeah. he's just like, a really good technical striker. Fast kicks, fast high kicks, nasty Great left movement. hook. I think the left hook is pretty much his go-to. You know, a very nice little check hook. Uh, da Ong Jung, again, the, the, the IQ. Like, he, uh, I remember he was fighting that guy, um, Ibrahimov, and he was getting smoked. And then he ended up guillotining him. Um, the Mike Rodriguez fight, that ended quick. Uh, he hasn't really, you know, fought the best of the best competition either. The Jacoby fight, he, he just got, he just got fucking worked. Um, yeah, I, I, a the, split, the to, a split draw to Sam Alvey is not a good look either. Not a good look. So I think just, just for that, I'm going to take Olberg. Uh, I think he's going to knock him out. I'm not going to bet on it. I think I've already have enough couple, uh, a couple bets at the top of the card. I want to kind of slow down here. I think Olberg finishes him in the first or maybe the second, but uh, because it's a big step up, because he's gassed before. And because he's, I feel like the stylistic matchup's a little tough. It's a counter striker, another counter striker who kind of can wrestle if he wants to. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just going to stay away. But I think Olberg should dust him off. I'm going to go Olberg TKO minus Big one for him if he gets this. I think the speed, I think the technique, you know, the technical advantage, 
the movement, and I think Da Eun Jung is just going to be kind of stuck in mud when he's in a striking exchange with uh, Da Eun Jung. Or I'm sorry, Da Eun Jung is going to be stuck in, in mud when he's fight, when he's in a striking exchange with Carlos Olberg. So give me Olberg TKO, and we will keep it moving. We got Jack Jenkins and Chepe Mariscal. Chepe, who made a big time uh, win on his first fight against Trevor Peak. Uh, I know that I'm not really I'm joking, but I'm kind of not because I think he was a he was an underdog in that fight, and he yeah. sort of just outlasted the craziness that is Trevor Peak, and he was hitting him with bombs, and Peak kept coming at him. Uh, you know, now he's fighting Jack Jenkins. This is not a easy fight either. Jack Jenkins, the last time he was in there, I believe we faded him against Jamal Emers, and he won a close. Should have. Yeah, we should have won that. But we should have, but what are you do? yeah, exactly. So, and that you know, Don Shanus, yeah, he got his uh, win against him too. Don't forget that. Didn't get my finish. Who Don? You know, finish. Don has a couple wins over our boy Jay Ellis. We like to bring that up whenever we can. But um, he's, well, fight, he's fighting uh, in a month against Regivaldo Carvalho in CES. Chepe's so plus one seventy five, one sixty eight, one sixty five on some of these two. Jack Jenkins is minus two ten. I don't like this this fight at all, Ty, from a gambling standpoint. Uh, yeah. I don't know enough about Chepe. He showed me a lot of heart in that last fight. And I'm pretty sure, wasn't that fight at down 55? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And he's Moving dropping back down, back down to 45, which I like that. I said that at the time. I was like, wow, this guy's able to do like he had. You could tell he's like not fat, but he's not exactly cut at 55. Yeah. Moving to 45, I think, is going to be big for him. And I'm sure he's... Probably one of the bigger guys in there, and you know, I don't know. I don't. I like to see the comparison, which is he's going to have a one inch. So they're pretty much the same size. He's going to have a one inch reach advantage, and they're the same height. So yeah, I'm going to stay yeah. away from this. I'm going to enjoy this fight, though. I uh, I'm kind of with you. I wanted to take Chepe Mariscal. I was like, man, I like his plus money. I like his odds here, but I think it might be. Um, I don't know. I think this might be a bad a bad matchup. I think Jack Jenkins <clears throat> honestly has some pr- his get up. Uh, from the ground isn't great, I don't think. But I think he does have some solid defensive wrestling. I think he has good offensive wrestling also. I've seen him do it a, a little bit in his career. Um, he's got good cardio, defensive striking. He gets out of the way. He doesn't put himself in harm's way really. He's just he's a very technical, solid boxer. And I think that's going to be the... the um, actually, I think what I think is the... Uh, what I think the X factor is going to be here are the light kicks. I don't think we've seen Jack Jenkins pretty much unload the light kicks like he's done in his career. Uh, before he came to the UFC, he's broken three opponents' legs from leg kicks. Really? Uh, maybe maybe not the most technical, uh, maybe not the best fighters that he's fought, but uh, I, I feel like Chepe Mariscal is not a defensive savant. Like, I feel like he's somebody that you can, you can hit, especially with low kicks, you know? Um, I think he's been, and he's been knocked out multiple times before. Steve Garcia, your boy, knocked him out. Like, and he was I, getting hit in that Trevor Peak fight. He was just able to win. He was, it. yeah. And Trevor Peak just has, you know, Absolutely zero technique, technique at all. Go from no technique to Mr. Jack Jenkins, who's got all the technique. Is uh, I think it's going to overwhelm him. I think he's going to kind of get stuck uh, in, in neutral or maybe in, in first gear. And I don't think he's going to be able to win rounds, win minutes. Maybe he gets one. Maybe you know. I think he has good wrestling, Chepe Mariscal. I think he has a wrestling background. I just forget where. I think he was a high school or college wrestler, but he's training with Justin Gaethje for a while. So I guess he's you know used to some leg kicks, but. It's not the same. It's definitely not the same, you know, with, with pads. And then you come in here and Jack Jenkins fires off, you know, 40 in a row. And you're like, Jesus Christ. So I guess that might not mean anything. Uh, he has a judo black belt. Chepe does also. But I think Jack Jenkins is strong. Like, I think he's in better shape. I think he's stronger, more physical. Same size. But um, 
I know Chepe moved up and is now moving back down. Maybe he's going to be more comfortable in this fight. Maybe we see a better version of Chepe, you know? I, I'm kind of with you, though. I'm going to stay away. I want to take Jack Jenkins. I do like him. Um, 2-0 in the UFC, and um, obviously no finishes, and I think the split that he won probably should have lost. But either way, I, I do like him. I love his boxing. I love his kicks. I love his, his cardio. is really good, too, for somebody that doesn't have that many fights. So I'm going to pick Jack Jenkins by decision. Maybe he gets a late finish, but I'm going to stay away. Yeah, I'm going to stay away as well. Uh, Jamie Malarkey. John, John Mokdesi. I mean, when's the last time Mokdesi got in there? Uh, I honestly couldn't It tell feels you. like forever, but maybe it wasn't. Last September, I guess that's kind that's of a right. while now, but he uh, lost to Hawk Prost, and then before that, I mean, he fights kinda, like once a year. Yeah, I was just about to say, like that's probably why it feels like we never see him, because he fights once a year. Uh, he lost a split decision to Ignacio Bahamondes. That is not aged well, because Bahamondes just got dominated recently. But That Pinedo, that Pinedo win, though. How yeah, about how about it? He's dominating in Bellator, or a PFL. Uh... Malarkey just lost to uh, a Muhammad Naimov. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was pretty Remember ugly. he got fucking... Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Hillman. That's right. Remember? Oh, <laughs> Remember wow. The whole, the whole country watching in a soccer stadium at 5 a.m.? Yes. And I'll never yeah, fade that, that was... guy again. <laughs> That's for sure. I learned a, a, a valuable lesson that day. But The Hillman. The Hillman was no joke. Ma, Malarkey is minus 280, 275 to Desi's plus 230. Uh, I, I don't like Mock Desi, never have. Uh, and I don't like really like Malarkey all that much, to be honest. So yeah. I guess I wonder, is the TKO or submission sort of worth it here? And I don't really know if it is. Yeah, I mean, when's the last time he finished somebody? Yeah. Shane, 2015 against Shane Campbell. Who? I don't even know who that is. So, um, and it, man, he's just... Yeah, he, I don't 2016 know. is the on... last time, for, sorry to cut you off, but the last time that Mock Desi was finished... 2016 Jesus. by via wheel kick by Lando Venata, and that's I, rem- I remember yeah, every, that. that's Holy on the highlight shit. reel all the time. You remember that one? Yeah. So. Um, this is just a weird fight. I mean, Mac Desi's what, like 38. Um, Jamie Markey's, I think, like 27, 28, uh, 29. So he feels he's like young. he's 35, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking for sure. He's four and four in the UFC. So there, you know, that just proves my point how hard it is to go 500 in the UFC, right? He fought Jalen Turner for a Zion, Brad Riddell. Muhammad Naimov. Those are tough losses, man. They're all solid, I think. Um, and his wins, you know, <laughs> they're not great, but I, d- I did like his win against Francisco Prado. I, I kind of like that Prado kid a lot. Yeah. He obviously bounced back and beat the shit out of Ottoman Azatar. Um, so, yeah, I think Malarkey should probably just, uh, you know, keep him at range with kicks. Um, I guess if he wants to, you know, uh, wrestle, I think he might be able to do that. I think he's bigger, stronger, more athletic, quicker, hits harder. Um, problem is obviously with Malarkey, he's just been dropped and knocked out bad a couple times. I, mean, I remember he fought Volkanovski on the regional scene. It was a while ago, and it was Volkanovski, but he got floored. He got flatlined, and Volkanovski had an opportunity to hit him with the biggest follow-up shot since Bisping Henderson, and he did not. So I was, um, <laughs> you know, thank God because that guy would, you know, Mister Malarkey would, uh, he'd, he'd still be eight one. Um, and it's funny he lost his his immediate fight after that against a five and six guy. So like. He's just had a weird career, Malarkey has. Like, he'll be winning a fight, and then he just gets smoked by uh, Naimov. You're like, all right, well, that happened quickly. Um, the Michael Johnson split, that was controversial. Um, he he just gives away minutes. I, I honestly could see a way that McDessie wins this, but, I mean, maybe. Honestly, I don't <laughs> I don't think so, honestly. McDessie's, you know, could have lost to Bahamondes, lost to Hackbrass, lost to Trinaldo. All easy decisions, so... 
Yeah, I I don't have anything here because it's nope. just kind of like yeah. I am going to take but, malarkey decision though, for the record. Okay. All right, now plus one fifteen. Uh, yeah, now he's probably going to knock him out in thirty seconds, and everyone's going to say malarkey deserves the next shot at Islam Makachev, but. Uh, no, in all seriousness, I just think this is going to be boring. So that's what I'm hoping for. And I'm going to go malarkey decision plus 115. Uh, here we, here we go. Uh, Landon Quinones. That's right. The guy Ty said was, was the shoe end 100% guy to win the ultimate fighter after he got triangle choked in 55 seconds. Uh, that was a tough turnaround for him, but he's fighting Nasrat Hakparast, which that's not a good fight for him either, but he is a yeah. minus 475 favorite, Hawk Prost, that being, to Landon Quinones' is plus 360. Um, I would like to take Hawk Prost inside the distance here. He's plus 130. I just don't know. I mean, that seems like a good number, doesn't it? Yeah, I just, you know, when's the last time he did that, right? You know, he, it's, it's not something he does. The, the good thing, though, he has a nasty overhand left. He has a good straight left. He has... I, you know, I think this is a better fight for Quinones. Um, I think, you know, he got some good experience on the contender's uh, ultimate fighter despite losing and you know, made a bad decision trying to grapple with Jason Knight. Um, but he did get in a grappling match after that and he won. So at least, you know, he's, he's in there. He's trying. Right? I think he has some good experience. I think the guy he beat before the ultimate fighter, um, uh, Yemi Odawale, Odawale, I think he trains with, I forget who he trains with. He just beat Eddie George. Uh, I don't think that's the running back from Ohio State, but um, I think he has. I think he trains with some pretty good guys in the land. I could be wrong. Um, so I think you know this is going to be better. Uh, you're not. I don't know. He, he gets a chance to show off his striking. I guess uh, he has some pretty good pop on his shots. Kinones. The problem is, you know, so does Nasrat. Nasrat has a really, really good left vet experience. Even though he's what twenty, he's he's very young. Nasrat. He's twenty eight, and he's six and four in the UFC. Um, fought Marcin Held in his debut, DeCasey, uh, Joe Kim Silva, Drew Dober, uh, Dan Hooker, Bobby Green, John McDessie. Like, he's fought uh, a lot of vets. So I think that's going to help him out. You know, I, the problem is Nazareth is very hot and cold, very inconsistent. Yeah. You know, like I said, six and four. He fought, a, he fought in an organization called We Heart MMA. That's crazy. Um, so I don't know. I don't know much about Quinones, right? Like that fight, you know, if Jason Knight knocked him down and then triangled him, I, I guess, I guess I'd, I'd, I'd feel uh, better, but I have no idea. So, um, and, th- and this line's kind of big. Um, I want to follow you with the TKO with Nasrat, but uh, again, Nasrat's very, very uh, inconsistent. So I'm going to stay away, but I think I kind of do like what you're thinking. Yeah, I just, that number's nice. Uh, TKO. Is plus one sixty. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do TKO. Yeah, send that bitch. TKO plus one sixty. Uh, I just, I, I, this guy didn't show me. Any, I mean, if you didn't know not to grapple with Jason Knight on the uh, Ultimate Fighter, like I, I don't know really yeah. what your thought process is. Then I don't really know how, where. Yeah. Where your eye Connor was is. his coach. That's the problem. Well, yeah, but I mean, even I don't care what Con- Connor definitely wasn't telling him to grapple. I know that. So uh, I, I don't know what you beautiful were doing. Shot. Beautiful, beautiful shot. Beautiful shot. From the wrist to the short. Uh, but I, I could do that shit all day. That shit was so funny. But uh, I'm gonna go TKO. Hot, mini Gaslam TKO plus one sixty. How about Mike Matheta? Mike Diamond. Blood Matheta. <laughs> 
Whoever you uh, – he changes his name every time he loses. So uh, he's now back to being Blood – is he Mike Bethesda? Uh, well, if you search him up on ESPN, you have to search Blood Diamonds. Okay. Him, so. All right, he's back to being I Blood Diamonds. It depends. When, when this fight starts, when we hear hopefully Joe Martinez – uh, introduce him. No. We're going to see if he calls him Blood Diamond or Mike Mate. Honestly, he should just call him Mike Diamond. Well, listen, we're not really here to watch him fight. We're here to watch Chuck Blood Buffalo Mike. fight. Blood, not Blood. Blood Diamond and Chuck Buffalo. Blood These Buffalo. Blood. What a battle this is, dude. Uh, Mike Chuck. Chuck Diamond. <laughs> I don't know what to think about this. I don't know who the who the best fighter is here. I don't know anything well, about Mr. Mike Buffalo. Mateta. Yeah, is it, it, it's... <laughs> Is Mr. Buffalo the, uh, the the money here? Is that is that where this is? He's minus. It looks like he's minus three fifty. <laughs> I'm staying away. It looks like he has a tattoo on his chest that says "Blood Brother Pride." I'm not sure what that middle word is. That's a little weird. Blood's Blood Brother Pride. Blood Blood pro, Blood Blood Buffalo. Blood Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's bigger here? Let's see. I um. Blood I guess Diamond. Mike Mattet- yeah, wow, he is, yeah. Not a huge, but yeah, d- decent advantage. Um, so I guess um, from what I've seen, um, Blood Diamond, I, remember, I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know if you remember, he uh, kind of almost came close to a double knockout against Orion Kosuke with spinning backs. They both like landed spinning yes. backs at the same time. Um, he has a bunch of kickboxing matches, but uh, the, you know, the problem with that is, like we see with most people who come from kickboxing, um, a background. They don't really uh, have good boxing. It's just the kicks. That's really it. He does have good kicks. Throws them hard, throws them low, gets them right in the calf. Um, the problem is he has power in his hands. He throws wild. Like he has some good hooks, but um, you know, he doesn't he's, he doesn't throw shots that well. Somebody compared him to Adesanya. I was like, yeah, maybe like the public's version of Adesanya, I guess. <laughs> Kmart, if you will. Um, really his grappling is just is bad. I mean, Jeremiah Wells, when that fight, you know, Started. Jeremiah Wells did like a ran circles around the cage and then fell like an idiot. So, you know, by the time he was able to get Blood Diamond where he wanted him, he, he choked him out, put him to sleep actually. So, um, you know, he's a good athlete. Elbows, knees, spinny shit, a bunch of other random shit. He's just not good. I don't think he's three and two. Um, and Ch- Chuck Buffalo. Uh, when I was taping this, I was like, all right, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna love Mr. Chuck Buffalo, and I don't I don't love him. I think he's very slow. I think he's very stiff. Uh, he probably should be the better grappler. Like he should be a better grappler. I should say like he loses position a lot. Um, kind of low output, but he, he does have some pop on his shots, uh, especially his jab. He just, you know, it doesn't really use it. A lot. It's, it's kind of, kind of concerning. Uh, he fought this guy, Justin Montalvo, uh, who's now in Bellator and not very good. And, um, he what was going to say he had an illegal knee against him that caused a restart after he was just dominating him on the ground. And then it, they stood up and it kind of got away from him, especially in the second round. So that, that was a fight he should not have lost. His fight IQ, obviously, probably not great. Um, but I think he, I think he has a. He was he was supposed to be in a grappling match with Joe Pfeiffer. I think he has a huge grappling advantage, uh, edge advantage, whatever you want to say here. I think he submits Mike Matetta. I guess he could knock him out, uh, but I think he's, you know, I'm not gonna say I think he's gonna be smart, but I think he's gonna eventually find a clinch or something. Get a nice trip. I got Chuck Buffalo by submission. <laughs> Send it in, baby. Guess what, dude? I'm rolling with you. And I'm not Let's even go. gonna write his last name on here. I'm gonna write Chuck Buffalo <laughs> sub plus one forty is what I have on here. 
I love it. Chuck Buffalo dip. Let's fucking go. Chuck Buffalo sub plus you said 140. A, 140? That's horse shit. What do you, what'd you get? No, I don't know. I was just kidding. It, it seems like it's low. <laughs> plus 175 on Bavant for what it's worth. Well, that's what we're going with. All right. Sure. Bavada, not trusty, not trustworthy, I'll say. They almost didn't pay me when I uh, voted on uh, bet on Biden to beat Trump. They almost didn't pay me. But that was good money. Lines. You're on the right yeah. side there. Right side <laughs> of history. But uh, um, what do we have? We have two more left. The next couple of years, you know what I mean? Yo, your boy Shane Young missed weight by like four pounds. So uh, that's I, good. I don't know what that's uh, worth or what. what I think they're know. fighting at 140 now. One fit one. 150 or 150? something, right? I, yeah, I yeah something. A catch weight. So Gabriel Miranda was going down anyway, I believe, who looks like yeah. a, he looks like he fought in the 1930s with that mustache <laughs> on here. But uh, submission god, it seems like Gabriel Miranda is. He's 15, 15 of his 16 wins have come via submission. His one loss was to you know Benoit Saint-Denis, so I will refuse to hold that against anybody who fights that man. also hurt Benoit Saint-Denis in that fight. Yeah, and Shane Young... Um, yeah, you know, I, you don't need to know much other than he's lost his last three, one being the Blake Builder, and then he just missed weight. He's never been submitted though, so that for what that's worth. But uh, listen, Ty, uh, he is not plus one thirty, one twenty four for Gabriel Miranda, plus one thirty uh, to minus one fifty for. Uh, I listen. I don't know, really know what to think here. Uh, I don't really have a confident thought, but. I'm probably going to take Mr. Miranda by submission if the if the the number's right, which it's plus 270 on here. Wow, holy shit. It's plus uh on Bavada, it's plus 185. So, I like it. Uh he also missed weight Shane Young did against Volkanovski when he fought. And he he didn't get finished, so everyone's like, "Oh, he went the distance with Volkanovski." I think Shane Young has some like takedown and control on top advantage possibly, like that could be a way to go. Uh the you know, he just he has good cardio and toughness, but I don't know if he has that anymore. Like that's something he was known for when he fought Volk, when he fought Austin Arnett, when he fought uh, Rolando Dye, Ludovic Klein, not so much. Ludovic Klein fucking sent his head to the fifth row, and I think ever since then, uh, obviously he hasn't been finished by Omar Morales or Blake Builder, but those guys don't really finish anybody, so a bit different. Um, yeah, I think he's I think he's uh, I think he's cooked here. I, I think Gabriel Miranda. He also fought BSD on short notice, so I think that's kind of um, something to note. Like his cardio, the, his cardio is shit, but I think Miranda's cardio is shit anyway. Like he's somebody that fades uh, pretty quickly, um, and he hasn't fought in a year. He's finally at his uh, his right weight class, and um, I think he's pretty big, right? Yeah, he's five eleven. So I feel like he might have a size advantage, but I don't have the height. Re- yeah, yeah, he does have a size advantage. Reach not so much, but um, yeah, Shane Young, I just don't think he's good, honestly. That's pretty much all it is. I, not that Gabriel is amazing, but he's the grappling coach at MMA, MMA Masters with Colby, Ilya Teporia, Chuck Buffalo, a bunch of fucking guys over there. So just for that, not just for that, like he does have nasty subs. He jumps on his back a lot, kind of worries me. So I feel like uh, Shane Young decision is a, is a play that honestly would be pretty much worth it. But I got Gabriel Miranda Fly, is his nickname, I guess. I got him by sub, just like you do. I think this is a good play. This is a guy, you know, people probably, the line's probably what it is because Shane Young's never been submitted. But um, I don't think he's ever fought somebody with the jujitsu chops that Miranda has. I'm Blake Builder's a wrestler. Omar Morales is a wrestler. 
Ludovic Klein uh, stands up. Just Austin fucking Arnett, throws heat, dude. <laughs> just throws heat. Yeah, Austin Arnett um, is kind of a submission grappler, but he is also kind of not good and boring. So, um, yeah, give me, uh, give me Mr. Miranda. And we got one more. We got Kiefer. Everybody's favorite, man. Kiefer, BDK. Do you know what that means? I don't know. I uh, No. Big dick kid? No, Big dick kid getting in there. Uh, re- representing SBG against Kevin Jusset. Oh, man. Jusset. Big Daddy Keith. Big Daddy Keith? Is that what? Oh, that's actually right. sick. Kevin Air Jusset. Not to be confused with Air Jordan. They are not the same person, but he is a city kickboxing guy. So... Oh, city kickboxing and be at SBG. Oh no, that's you like that's a nightmare for you. But this is an easy pick for me. Uh, yeah, me too. It I'm, is an easy pick. For I'm me. going Kiefer Crosby, ladies and gentlemen. I can't let Big Dick Kid, Big Dick <laughs> Keith, get in there <laughs> without me backing them up here. Uh, what, where is this fight at? 170. Yeah, yeah. 170. It seems like that's where every fight is when you don't know what weight, yeah. weight class they are. But um, <laughs> pretty much, uh, we'll just put I, Yeah, I wanted to see what is it. Uh, oh my god, he he has a five inch reach advantage on him. Yeah, Jusset is definitely Jusset. Um, moved from France to Australia to train, so he's got the French and the Australian red flags on him. He has a judo background. I think he uh, he has some pretty good judo throws, some good jujitsu, um, but. I'm trying, let me look at his fights. Uh, I was just watching a fight the other day against, yeah, uh, this guy Priscus Fogognolo. 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 That guy's like 40, and he's like really short and not good. And he went to a split with that fellow. Um, the Jack Della Maddalena fight, he fought him a couple years ago. He got you know lost by Dr. Stoppage. Nothing wrong with that, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I also lost a split to a fellow named Caleb Rideout. Crazy horse, not to be confused with Charles Bennett. Um, and yeah, he has a win over this guy, Kit Campbell, the killer. That guy stunk. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I just wasn't impressed by Kevin Jusset at all, really. Like, I just thought his striking is so stiff. Like, he's, he's a strong guy. He's got good size, but he is super stiff. And, like, just, you know, when you watch him strike, it's kind of just a mess. Um, when I watched Kiefer Crosby, I uh, wasn't sure what the. You know what the take of this? Like he's he's kind of done it all. He has an exhibition boxing match with Aaron Chalmers, which he won. Uh, he just recently knocked out Alex Oliveira in Rise FC <laughs> by Diego Faisa, whatever that is. What's going on there? I don't know anybody on this card. Yeah, is this even? This was in Portugal. So Cowboy versus Kiefer. Yeah, I mean, he beat the shit out of him. Uh, he lost to Georgie Karakanian in Bellator. That guy's been around forever. He's fought so many times, uh, and he almost got out of that arm triangle show too. So. I wasn't really mad at that. The Charlie, uh, the Charlie Leary fight. That guy, not good. Charlie Leary, but he's kind of a dog. He doesn't stop coming after you. And uh, he, I think, I believe he had Charlie Leary hurt bad before he got hurt. Um, and then uh, he lost by Doctor Stoppage. A lot of Doctor Stoppages going on in this fight. Um, he also lost by illegal knee against Mike Jackson. Not that Mike Jackson. Yeah, I had but to a look different, that up. <clears throat> different. The problem, Mike Jackson. That was the problem. Um, and he had a win against this guy, Furtado, in which he flipped him off and got fined. So, um, <laughs> just a typical Irish fighter. You know, he does a bunch of random shit, and you're like, I don't know how to, how to peg this guy. Like, is he good? Is he bad? Is he, is he okay in the head? It's a little bit of all of it. Uh, the, good, the, the thing about Crosby, I feel like he has some decent boxing. He's always in a dogfight. 
Um, he's lost fights that he was winning. He's kind of a front runner. Cardio's not great. He's not a good nail, but he just, he throws heat, throws heat early, striking defense. Uh, he's kind of like a poor man's Mike Perry is what he looks like to me. Um, I got him here. I think he's going to win this fight. I think he's going to make it ugly. I think he's going to make it gross. I think he could get Jusei out of there early. I do worry about him fading. I do worry about his cardio. Uh, but I just don't think this guy Jusei is good. So I'm just going to go with the underdog. And I'm going to take Kiefer Crosby money line. Wow. Did that hurt? No, it did not. I think this Jusei guy sucks ass. And I don't like city kickboxing guys. Right. And I don't I'll always love the French. He could have fought last weekend. Also, we could have like set this up differently. Chuck Buffalo could have fought... Jusei, and Kiefer Crosby could have fought Mike Diamond or something like that. But anyway, you know, that's welterweight for you. And that was UFC 293. I almost said 239. I almost had a little bit of a dyslexic attack there. But uh, yeah. Is that one of the better cards ever, I believe? 239. Yeah, no one said correctly. that. That's for sure. Oh, no, no, 239. Yeah, no, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we were about to say 293. No, <laughs> not so much. That was the night that Mike Mathetha realized his dreams and became the Mike Diamond. Mike, yeah, 239 was Jones Santos, Nunez Holm, Masvidal Askren, Blahovich Rockhold. Yeah, yeah, okay. There was a fun. lot of good shit a, that night, man. Yeah, all the good shit. All the good poop. That was one of those July cards, right? Those 4th of July, like, they're always the best, usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. July 6th, that was the International Fight Week that card, I guess, of that year. Um, but, anything else before we get out of here? I don't see any boxing. Uh, what's this weekend? It's gonna be the eighth. Is today? Oh well, there is um, there's a there's a big fight tonight. <laughs> we got we got JDS and Fabricio Verdum. They're on, getting in there on every single vitamin that you could possibly imagine. Did you <laughs> see the zits on Fabricio Verdum's back in that picture that I tweeted, man? Like, yeah, he looks like me when I was fourteen, and minus the muscles. Um, yeah, who do you I got? Think, uh, <laughs> I got also JDS. Alan Belcher. Alan Belcher got released from BKFC. They said, you know what? We've had enough of you. So now he's going to fight Roy Nelson for the heavyweight belt in Gamebred FC on October 28th. Roy Get your Nelson tickets. Roy still fighting? <laughs> well, you know what? Honestly, now that you talked about Mike Jackson. Are you surprised? No, not at all. But I'm looking forward to the Pat Militich mike Jackson fight. That's oh my mainly God. what I'm looking forward to right now. Yeah, and I don't even want to. That, Pat Militich is like 60. Yeah, this is a bunch of slop that's going on right now that we're talking about. But, uh. Yeah. Um, what else? Is going Go on, JDS. On? Yeah, Belcher. You're okay. So JDS and Verdum. That's tonight. Um, the winner probably fights Roy Nelson Allen Belcher. Winner, which is crazy. I feel like this is a conversation we had in 2009. Um, in the co-main event, Mackie Patolo, coconut bombs. Wow. He's he's fighting Joel Ball Ballman. Who? who um, yeah. The last time we saw him, I guess he has a win uh, over Anthony Anthony Ivy. So that's good. Uh, but he also lost to Josh Friend, and um, he – what else? I, I forget what I was supposed to look up. Patolo has gotten in there recently right against – no, yeah, he lost. Lost to a guy named Daniel Compton. Wow. Um, and then also in this – this is a pretty good card. For, well, no, I shouldn't say pretty good, but there's names. Before them, Anthony Njukawani. Wow. Yes, the brother of Chidi. He's like 43. Yeah. Um He's getting in there. Also, may I remind you, this is Barrel MMA, however that works. Um, Anthony and, J- and Jukawani is fighting Brandon, the human highlight reel Jenkins. Let's baby. fucking go, dude. <laughs> He's when- getting back in there. Um, you know, why not, I guess, right? You know, they come calling. He's going to answer. Before they get in there, Erwin Rivera, your boy, 
He's getting in there. Obviously, he's known for knocking out Danny Sabatello back in the day. He's getting in there against Joshua Weems, um, who just came off of a win against Brandon Davis, who, by the way, is also on this card fighting Ago Huskich, who I believe is coming off a loss against Sean Soriano in game-bred bare-knuckle MMA. There's a, I, you know, it's hard to follow. I hope you're keeping up with me. We could do this all night. Uh <laughs> For the record, I would like to report, I did have a recent report come out that, um, unfortunately, let's go Brandon Lewis took an L on the regional scene to no. Justin to Justin Wetzel. Uh, who, Justin Wetzel? Yeah, who All you right. may recall, had, well, we looked him up one time, he had a uh, like fucking anime like bullshit on his eye, and we were looking at it. We were oh my god, it. yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on there, but good win. For Mr. Wetzel, he trains with Corey Sandhagen and the boys at Elevation. So, tough to get rear naked choked in a minute. Let's go, Brandon Lewis, uh, hitting a little bit. Speaking of, of Lewis, if you remember Malik Lewis, he fought on the Contender Series against Trevor Peak and got fucking smoked. He's going to be fighting on the Contender, uh, the Contender Series next week against James Yontop from Peru. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's try again, maybe. Let's try again. And, ladies and gentlemen, we will try again next week. <laughs> for this podcast, uh, but it's not going to be tried. We will succeed again, like we always do. Yes. My name is Matt McSweeney. This is the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. I am always joined by Ty Capone, as, like he said, always, no days off, no weeks off, all gas, no breaks. Send us home, Matt. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check the weather report and stay inside if it's going to lightning.